Save big money when you start your next project today at Menards. Convert your current recessed lighting with energy-saving LED downlights from Fight Electric. They're bright and install easily in just minutes. They also go from regular lighting to nightlight mode with just a simple flip of a switch. Save big on all Fight Lighting products now at Menards. Shop our lighting options today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. Schedule three, two, one. Welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Football Happy Hour Podcast. I am your host, Ricky Valero. On today's episode, we are going to talk about, you guessed it, the Super Bowl. My God, what a surprise. Wait, is that this week? On, you know what? Is it? Maybe it might be next week. Who knows? I, I don't even know anymore. But, uh, All I know is NFL officiating has never been better. It's never been better. Um, it's exciting to understand and hear, um, especially after watching a AFC title game that some might say <laughs> was dubious, was, <laughs> was not great, and cut up might have cost the team from going to their second straight Super Bowl. But who are we to say otherwise? We are not in the meetings. We are not um, the guy at the top saying stupid shit, but as always joined by my partner here, Mr. Matthew Fox, how are you, sir? I'm doing good. I, I just, the problem is they didn't invite us to work on the script for the NFL. So I'm very upset to be honest yeah. with you as a show that covers both football and movies. We know I a good screenplay. Like we know a good screenplay. So I feel like we could really have been, that the, that team that really hunkered down and and was like, all right, guys, this is what is needed to really kind of hone in and and get the right storylines going to get the people because you know the, the NFL struggles to get people in the seats. You know what I'm saying? Like they get they struggle. You know, there's no people don't show up to these. Like, have you seen the stadiums? They're empty, right? I feel like they're empty. But uh, it's it's definitely interesting to see some things unfold over this past week. Um, Radio Row, one of my favorite things that happens from the Super Bowl, just because you hear some of the dumbest, most stupidest things ever. But uh, yeah, I uh, it's Super Bowl weekend. Um, I I'm excited for the trailers. Hopefully, you know what I mean. I'm not. You know, first off, I remember back in the day when. It was just like you didn't, you weren't able to see any of the trailers until the day of the Super Bowl. Now, like everything's uploaded, the, like you know, weeks in advance or like a week in advance now, and teaser trailers are dropped. Um, all I care about is the Fast Ten trailers coming. I know people that have seen it said it looks incredible, um, which doesn't surprise it, me. Great it is weird they're dropping all these kind of trailers and a lot of the commercials early. But then at the same time, you do pay a lot for the spot in the game, but you pay a ton usually to create the ad and you want to have as much eyeballs as possible. And I don't know about you. I always, even though I'm trying really hard to intentionally watch the commercials, it's hard to focus on one and only thing for like five hours when you're with a bunch of other people. So I, usually the day after I'm online, looking at the recap of all the great commercials and realizing the ones I missed anyway. So I don't blame them for putting stuff out early now. 
Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I don't. I guess you're not wrong there. Um, but um, there's there's going to be some interesting movie trailers. Obviously, I'm trying to find. I had a list and and it's gone, so I really don't care anymore. Basically, but, any big movie that's coming the next six months. Here it is. I think it. What it's going to be on. Yeah, there's apparently going to be Guardians of the Galaxy. We're going to get an Ant-Man one, which kind of surprised me. It surprised me to spend $5 million for a trailer for a movie that's literally coming out on Friday. Uh, there it is. I found the list. Here we go. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, The Flash, Fast 10, Ant-Man, um, Little Mermaid, Elemental, Scream, Six, Dungeons and Dragons, Transformers, Rise of the Beast. Um, yeah, so that's not bad at all. Um, I dig it actually. Um, a lot of people saw Creed 3 last night, which I've heard is incredible, so that's exciting. But uh, we're here to talk about the Super Bowl in other ways. Um, that being said, let's dive into some news and notes. All right, Aaron Rodgers announced that he is nope. He didn't announce he's returning to football yet. He hasn't announced he's retiring. He hasn't announced that he's joining the PGA Tour yet. But he has announced that he's going on a darkness retreat, which I know that a lot of people have said a lot of different things about it. And you know what? It to each its own. I, I don't know. I don't know if I could last. I think it's four days, a four-day retreat in nothing but darkness. I, I don't know if I could do that. It sounds um pretty hard if we're being honest and uh i don't i think people like make a much bigger deal of things that that man does because i mean it's his own fault but i just don't really need a play-by-play on what aaron Rodgers is going to do this entire offseason but matthew fox how many days do you think you would last in this darkness retreat i mean the idea of a retreat where nobody can talk to me sounds great I mean, sometimes I try to do that on my Fridays and Saturdays, but it's the sitting in darkness, being alone with my thoughts. I try not to have that happen for even a single solitary minute. Um, if I could be alone in the dark with my TV or something, you know, all my streaming devices, <laughs> I can entertain myself for four days. Yeah, exactly. I could do the same thing. Yeah. Just give me a bag of chips and, a, and an empty bottle and leave me be. But, you know. Complete darkness and solitude. Who actually believes he's going to do this? Oh, I do, 100%. I 100% believe him. I 100% believe he's going to do that for about half an hour. <laughs> I don't know. I believe him. He is that type of person that believes in that type of... He which, couldn't be I mean, without people praising him for that long. I don't know. I really... I believe he'll do it. I do. I do believe he'll do it. I think it's the type of person that would do something like this. I just am not that type of person that could sit alone with my thoughts for four straight days in the dark with doing nothing. Like, How about what just are... one day? I don't want to be alone with my thoughts for one day. <laughs> I don't I don't want to be sitting in the dark for an hour. Maybe look, that's what we're just going to do. That's going to be the next episode of the Fantasy Football Happy Hour is just going to be a marathon. How long will Ricky and Matt last? You can watch us on StreamYard for, you know, I'd say we'll make it and no no talking is gonna happen. You're just gonna stare at us in a dark room and we're just going to sit there and whoever taps out first, you know, I mean obviously is a loser. And you know, I mean crunch a just, few chips so people know we're alive. Exactly. You know what I mean? And we're just gonna be live on StreamYard for, you know, however many hours we last. You know what I mean? I'd rather attend the restaurant and the menu. 
It's so, I, it's insane. I, I truly believe in something he will do. Like, I mean, I do. Um, my I'm with you, is, though. Why do we have to spend every offseason wondering what he's going to do? It's ponderous. And last year we spent all offseason wondering what he was going to do. He went back to the same team and rolled up an eight and nine non-playoff season. So, uh, well, New York Jets, come on down. Yeah. I mean, with with all the talk that Carr could end up being a Raider or a, a Saint very soon, I don't know. The uh, I think the there's Raiders. a zero percent chance anyone trades for Derek Carr. They're going to make the Saint the Raiders release him because it's like a thirty five million dollar contract difference. I don't know. I think the Saints might just so that he wouldn't hit the open market. I mean, and if, it sounds like if any team important. would, it would be a Saints team that doesn't understand how the salary cap works. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So that to me is why I believe that the Saints would this sounds like a very much a Saints move. You know what I mean? Why do like the Saints only have 42 people on their roster? That was all they could afford after they traded <laughs> their car. Exactly. They can't even afford 21 other guys on their veteran minimum because they have because they took on their car's contract. You know you guys could have 53 on the roster. Nah, we good. <laughs> we don't need that many. Derek's guys. gonna play safety for us as well. Derek's for Joe no, Derek's, Derek Derek's gonna kick. He's gonna be our kicker and our punter too. So he's gonna be safety kicker punter. Um, you know, it's they had I mean, to cut some ties to other spots. Maybe the Saints would. I really don't understand why you would take that chance because if he likes go, if he likes your team and is happy to play there, and you have the framework of a deal, let him get released and then you can have that framework of a deal that contracts the Raiders should be going all out because he has a no trade clause so he can decide where he wants to be traded yeah and they have that poison pill escalator on Tuesday I believe yeah they yeah exactly so that's why I think they're trying their best to to get the uh get a deal done I do believe that <clears throat> That, that the Saints are the type of team that would trade for him with the idea of not letting him hit the open market just because they don't want anybody else to swoop in and get their guy, which I'm looking I forward mean, to uh, 8 a.m. Pacific time, Wednesday, February 15th. Josh McDaniels, Devontae Adams doing a press conference together talking about how they wanted Derek Carr to be their quarterback all along. Yeah, well, after after the escalator kicks in. <laughs> well, I think if the escalator doesn't kick in, I think they're just going to cut him. So, well, yeah. So that's that's where I just go. If you're the Saints, how poorly run is your front office? Yeah, I exactly. It's it's weird to me because it's like I I can understand why. They might trade for him. It's just a lot of money. Um, and for a team that I'm sorry, the Saints aren't exactly ready to just they have a lot of holes. You know what I mean? A lot of holes on their roster. So it's like, I mean, what would you give? I would what'd you give up for him? I mean, I wouldn't give up more than a third or a fourth for him, maybe. And maybe you have one of those escalators in it. If he plays I mean, so many snaps, it goes to this. And technically, to since the Raiders have sort of announced they don't want to keep Derek Carr and it's really financially punitive for them to do so, you're doing them a favor. Why would you really – I'd give them a conditional seven. Yeah, I don't – I mean, what do you? Ha- what would you have to give? It's not like there's a big competition to yeah, trade for him either. 
It's weird. It's a weird, weird, weird situation. I, I don't know. I don't I mean, know. He can just stay in New Orleans over a long weekend, enjoy a nice Valentine's Day, and then sign a new contract Wednesday morning. Or you could just be what the commanders are doing and entering the offseason with Sam Howell as your starting quarterback, which absolutely. I mean, if you can have Sam Howell as your starting quarterback, why wouldn't you do it? Moving right along to talking about the Super Bowl, which is something Sam Howell will never, ever attend unless he buys a ticket um, or the commanders. I really feel like the commanders will never make it back to the Super Bowl. But before Washington football team would have. It was changing their name. 100% football team locked in. Um, what we're going to do before we dive right into our picks for the Super Bowl, obviously we're going to talk about who we think, um, which team is better on which side of the football. Surprisingly, not really surprisingly, I think Matthew Fox are on the same page and I with with me here on the game. And then before we, and then after that, we'll dive into some prop bets, which I have a hell of a list for each of you guys. Matthew Fox has seen the list. I'm ready to share it with you guys. I really went off the wall with some of these picks um, and, and had some fun with some of them. So I'm excited to dive into those. But before we do, let's talk about the Super Bowl preview. Obviously, we have the Kansas City Chiefs taking on the Philadelphia Eagles, both the one seeds in their respective conferences. We're going to break down position by position, uh, quarterback, running back, receiver, tight ends, defense, and coaches, which side of the ball and which team has the advantage. Um, quarterback, I mean, we're talking about the reigning MVP. You know what I mean? The guy that won the MVP trophy. Sorry. I think it's close, but I give the edge to Patrick Mahomes. I don't think it's that close. I mean, I think that maybe if you're talking about the 2023 season or 2022 season is, but I, I like, I mean, like I said, I've I've been proven wrong by Hertz. Um, and I can own that. But running back position, I think running backs are a little bit closer, but also, I think the consistency and what they've done over the full season has really is why we I think we both give the Eagles the edge there. Their depth wise are insane too because you have Sanders, Gainwell, and Scott, all that are capable. That's my like I've been impressed a little bit with what Pacheco and McKinnon have put together, but Miles Sanders to me is by far and away the best player at running back for either team. And I mean, he had a fourteen hundred yard season, so. That's the Eagles actually have a running back that you would lean on. Yeah. I don't Pacheco. I, I've appreciated how he runs, but he's not really involved at all in the passing game. And McKinnon, I'm not sure how many times I'd run him up the middle, but he's an incredible oh, sure. receiver. So it's like they have niche specialist guys where the Eagles have a group of guys who could play three downs like we may not love boston scott but he could come in and pound the ball and he can catch the ball again well same thing. so they basically have three three down back options yeah and it feels like the chiefs have a couple of specialists and then a couple of question marks with ceh and rojo being potentially neither of them are on ir yeah they're running backs they exist Remember when they drafted him for drafted him in the first round? How many people took CEH 101 that year oh in Dynasty drafts? God. It just thinking back now, was it three, two or three years later, the debate of CEH, Jonathan Taylor, Dobbins, and Swift Man. and Akers. 
Even though Swift and Akers and Dobbins have had their issues, they all would have been better picks. Yeah, uh, I <laughs> I remember CH was supposed to be the greatest thing since sliced bread. I, I do remember those days. Well, uh, if people was... thought he was going to recreate Kareem Hunt production back in that Kansas City system. We've just never seen anything approaching that. Yeah, and you're right. And I actually I I like Gainwell quite a bit too. I mean, he's had two really good playoff games in the playoffs right now. You know what I mean? He's he's got like I think it's like over he's got like over 70 yards in both playoff games this year too. So you know it's he's he had could a hell potentially of a... get the Miles Sanders role with Sanders being a, a free agent. Totally, and I don't think they're going to pay him. They can't pay him, obviously. I don't think because you're running into an off season where you have hurts and. Sanders is going to want a paycheck and I don't blame him because he's a running back and you don't get many of those. This might be his only pay- big paycheck that he's going to get. So, which again, I don't mind that if they brought Gainwell back or even if the Eagles, I mean, they have plenty of draft picks, you know what I mean? So they got two first rounders. I could even see them. I've seen some people think that they take uh B John. There's his name, right? Yeah. In the first round, which I don't think you would, I don't personally feel like you should waste a first round pick on a running back. But that would also kind of bum me out. You know, is Bijan Robinson still the universal one on one on Dynasty if he goes to a place where his rushing upside always feels like it's going to be capped? Because it's the same as Buffalo. Mm-hmm. In theory, it's not that I don't think Philadelphia and Buffalo would benefit from having a great running back, but it feels like your upside gets capped because your best goal line back happens to be your quarterback. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Moving on and on to receivers and tight ends. Um, it's, it's not, it's in my, this is not close in my opinion. Obviously you have Travis Kelsey who supersedes the entire bunch for the chiefs. But I mean, AJ Brown, Devonte Smith, Dallas Goddard, that to me, those three is better than any three you can magically try to put together for the Chiefs. Um, the Chiefs have been yeah. a solid bunch, um, but it's like a picky choosy. One week it's going to be this guy, one week it's going to be that guy. MVS obviously stepped up massively last week, um, but that doesn't give you the the you know the over the top of what you need. But AJ Brown is physically a presence on the football field. Um, Nothing makes me happier than seeing him on the football field this Sunday because it's a big fuck you to the Titans. So, um, yeah. Well, that's kind of where, you know, and as running back, I noted that I thought Miles Sanders was by far and away the best option of either team, and that really helped put the Eagles over the top. Here, I would say Travis Kelsey is probably the best receiver out of either group. But, the you know, He's not that much far and away above A.J. Brown. And Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Then you have Devonta Smith, Dallas Goddard. The Eagles have an actual pretty <laughs> top-end receiving core. 
They really do. It's kind of nasty. It is kind of nasty. Um, all right, moving right along to defense. We're both in agreement here. It's the Eagles. That pass rush, their front seven. Is and they're opportunistic in getting turnovers. Nasty. Um, I think, personally, that's the key of the game on Sunday. Um, you know, obviously, we talked about that a little bit last week with Mahomes being limp. Um, I think the two weeks have helped him quite a bit. I'm sure he'll be injected with some of the best drugs known to men going into Sunday. But um, it'll be interesting to see how he moves. But that front four wrecked havoc on the 49ers and basically everybody else they played this year. But um, if they get to Mahomes, I am terrified that we're going to get a reenactment of the Bucks versus Chiefs Super Bowl from a couple years ago. This to me is, and obviously we'll talk about it in a minute with our game picks, but to me it's either a close game where I think the veteran team wins by by a field goal or something, or we're looking at a blowout. And if it's a blowout, it's only going to be on the side of the Eagles. You know what I mean? If that means they've gotten to Mahomes, they've they're they're frustrating him because if you remember, if everybody remembers correctly, that's what that's what the Bucks did to Mahomes in the Super Bowl. They got to Mahomes, they flustered him, they got him out of the pocket, they had him uncomfortable. He couldn't do his razzle dazzle bullshit that he likes to do. And if you do that, I'm first off, if you get to any quarterback, if you pre- that's the thing, if you pressure any quarterback and get them out of their element and unable to do what they need to do, hello, you know what I mean. And he's not a hundred percent. I don't care what anybody tells me. High ankle sprain. He has a high ankle sprain. You're not 100% after three weeks, especially the way he looked at the end of the Bengals game. He was awful. Like, he was hobbling off the football field after that run. Like, that run, I think, took everything out of his entire being. Um, Yes, he's had two weeks of not had it. Uh, Andy Reid has said that he looked great on practice on Monday. Of course, Andy Reid's going to say that. What else is he going to say? Oh, no. Uh, he looked terrible Monday at practice, but uh, he's a full go on Sunday. You know, He's not going to say anything like that. But, uh, Fox, what do you think? Yeah, and this is going to be kind of the acid test because after that Buccaneers Super Bowl, the Chiefs really worked to try to rebuild the offensive line and get different pieces in place. They held up decently well against um, the Bengals, but you're right, the – the whole thing for the Eagles is getting quick pressure and forcing turnovers. And they did that even against a San Francisco line. I mean, that footage of some of how quickly they were able to get around and, and destroy Brock Purdy and then destroy Josh Johnson and then force them into using Christian McCaffrey as their wildcat quarterback has to give you a little bit of pause because San Francisco has had a pretty decent offensive line. Um you know, it's going to be that's that's going to be the real test because Mahomes is not going to be incredibly mobile. You would think he's going to have to pick and choose his spots when he wants to run because that ankle's not one hundred percent. That's going to be the the interesting battle here. Yeah, I totally agree. It, it's yeah. I mean, when it comes down to it, I. <sighs> It's one of those things when it comes down to the game picks is this. I I lean Eagles, but I give a slight edge to the Chiefs just based on experience. I think the experience will come down to the overall factor, but man, this has like well, that's because our last our last category we forgot to touch on is coach. And oh shit, you definitely right. have to give Andy Reid right. the nod 
there, you know, in the NFC championship game when we were talking about this, it was kind of like, I don't know which coach I have more faith in, <laughs> but here when you get here, um, you know, Nick Sirianni's been a better coach than maybe we thought he was going to be when he got hired, but Andy Reid has done it over decades with different teams. But my ultimate, I think this is, you know, the coming full circle, beautiful journey for Andy Reid where he finally gets the Eagles a Super Bowl title. <laughs> yeah, see, I don't I, – I, I mean, I know you pick the Eagles, I pick the Chiefs. I, like I said, it comes down to me – it comes down to me uh, with this as well. Does Sirianna out, out guess himself, right? You know what I mean? Does he – Again, I think if it comes down to, in my opinion, like I said, it's down to one of two ways. It's a blowout, Eagles win, or the or it's a, it's a close game. And in close games, you typically go with how you feel with the coach, right? You know what I mean? I feel like when you have a close game, I'm, 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 and you check all the boxes from top to bottom, as we talked about quarterback, running back, receiver, defense. I mean, we did forget to talk about coaches, but coaches, and he reads that guy. You know what I mean? He's been here. He's done it. You know what I mean? He's got the Super Bowl ring. He's got the Super Bowl losses, all of it there. Um, as crazy as it sounds, I feel like maybe the Chiefs might play with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder just based on, A, they are underdogs. B, Mahomes, you know, all the chatters there. Um, I do think a lot of people are heavily invested in betting on the Eagles. You can see that within Vegas. Um, it's just hard for me to count Mahomes out, and I think that I'll have this bet two ways. I'll probably bet this in the, in the aspect of I'm going to bet in the Eagles blowout and then bet a Chiefs win that either way I come out ahead. But I have the Chiefs winning. I know you have the Eagles winning. Just throw a dartboard out there for a final score. I mean, I saw a look at the script. It said 37-34. <laughs> no, I do. I think it's going to be close. I don't think they're going to get blown out. But, you know, I think like a – 3427 kind of win by a win by a touchdown. Andy Reid does great in the Super Bowl as long as the Eagles aren't involved. <laughs> yeah, uh well, I mean, he did get blown out by the Bucks though, so let me have this. All right, sorry about that. Yeah. Um this could be the Cowboys, but uh Mike McCarthy says hi. So over um, over under one viewing of Silver Linings playbook this weekend. <laughs> over, definitely over. I mean, you've got to. I think every Eagles fan should watch those moments of of Robert De Niro getting very excited about the game and jumping into that because I feel like that could be the home run for these guys. So, Bradley Cooper still deserved better for his work in that film. Such an incredible performance. Man, I, lo I love that movie so much. I, I loved it so much I went and got the book, which, by the way, not as good as the movie. It's not. I've read the book. as Yeah, I did the same thing. The book is a lot different. Very, very much a different. A lot different. Um, all right. That being said, I am going to share some Super Bowl prop bets for you guys. Um, I really looked at some of the oddball bets in this and bet some of those. I have some normal ones for you, too. Don't worry. Um, that being said, let me go ahead and take these out for you. Um, longest drive over 82 and a half yards. It's kind of like a yes and no. Yes, I think the longest drive will be over 82 and a half yards. I think a, um, some good punting year, deep deep punt. Um, so give me a 80, over 82 and a half yards, the longest drive. Will both teams have the lead in the first half? I say yes. Um, Chiefs over uh, 0.5 rushing touchdowns. Chiefs over 0.5 fourth down conversions. 
Both of those are at a low minus, uh, minus I think like 120, 130, which is very nice. Will the Eagles convert their first, 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 third down? I say yes. Um, you can bet so much more um, for Super Bowl picks than you can anything else. Obviously, it's dissected so much. Um, Mahomes over two touchdown passes and over 255, 250 passing yards. It's at minus 130. Yards of Mahomes' first touchdown pass over nine and a half yards. Opening kickoff, a touchback. I say no. Um, I know it's weird and oddball one. I feel like all Super Bowls have that, but if you sprinkle a little bit on that, I like that. Eagles over 12 and a half first half points and MVS over two and a half receptions. So I think that's one, two, three, four, five. That's 10 prop bets on the Super Bowl. And then, of course, I have my boy Clarkson. He's in Germany right now. He's actually going to watch the Super Bowl from the airport. But his bets were Eagles most sacks, Gainwell over 19 and a half rushing yards, Goddard over four and a half receptions, Kelsey anytime touchdown, and Mahomes over 25 and a half completions. So loaded slate for you guys this weekend. It's massive. Yes. Thoughts? Yeah, I like I like some of those uh, kind of interesting. I always kind of get caught up in uh, the prop bets i'm disappointed you didn't tackle like length of the national anthem which i saw is uh, 125 seconds is what they're giving you which sounds short when you think but that's like a little over two minutes um you know i think they they make it um i loved the prop bets about how many songs will rihanna do at halftime it said it over under eight and a half i'm taking yeah. the over um and then you could bet on what her first song is going to be. I had no feel for that one. Um, but just some interesting, you know, when you're talking about the the exciting things for the game. I always love the coin toss prop, too. Yep. Um, tails never fails. Is it usually tails? I thought it was mostly heads. I know, but it's just an oh. adage of tails never fails. That's all. So, yeah. I enjoy this. Who are you um, picking for MVP? Travis Kelsey. Picking the the true NFL MVP, Jalen Hurts. Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Mahomes deserved it. Mahomes oh, when, deserved it. When you were uh, when you were saying he was limp instead of limping, I thought maybe you'd been interviewing Brittany. Oh, hey. That's going to be the worst part of the Super Bowl. We should have a prop bet over under how many times they show Patrick Mahomes' wife and brother. 72. All right. Uh, For those of you listening that just listened to us mumbo jumbo about football, thanks for listening. If you listen to us talk movies, let's dive into the jive into. We're going to jive into the corner. We're jiving right into the movie corner. Um, quite a it is Valentine's Day weekend technically because Valentine's Day is falling on a Tuesday. So lots You're welcome, of, America. Lots and lots of I mean, you have the you have what they did having the Valentine's Day weekend the same weekend as the Super Bowl is kind of messed up. But um, I know that's why my Valentine's uh, date is my Monday night showing of Ant Man and the Wasp Quantumania. I'm taking my wife to I can't wait. Fox and I will both be seeing Ant-Man on Monday, so we'll be able to give us our thoughts on that on Tuesday. Um, That'll be our love letter to fans. 
<laughs> exactly. Uh, so for that being said, uh, Your Place or Mine drops on Netflix this weekend starring Reese Witherspoon and Ashton Kutcher. Somebody I used to know is over on Prime Video starring Allison Brie, which was written by her and what's her boyfriend? Husband? Is it her husband? Dave, Dave Franco. Franco. Dave Franco. There we go. Her husband. Yeah. Um, the Titanic is being re-released in theaters this weekend for its 25th anniversary. At Midnight's dropping on Paramount Plus, and One Fine Morning is dropping on limited theater release. Limited theater release. All right, perfect. And for those of you that are fans of Mr. Joel Goldberg, um, you season four, part one is available on Netflix as well. Um, you've seen a couple of these movies. What do you got for me? Yeah, so your place or mine? Um, I thought. It, it was decent. I wanted to like it more than I did. Um, you know, I mentioned to you, I thought it's a little interesting because of the story. Uh, it's billed as this romantic comedy with Ashton Kutcher and Reese Witherspoon. They're both in it, but they're not in it together a whole lot. Um, so I ended up giving it three stars. Somebody I used to know, I saw that one as well. Um, I like Alison Brie. These kind of stories, it's basically about a, a you have to kind of invest in a lead character a lot to be able to overlook the crazy and stupid things they do in service of their own selfish interests. And I didn't quite get there with that. I liked the opening sequence. There's a part on a airplane um, that made me laugh. And the closing sequence um, set, you know, of the post log, like six months later, I actually enjoyed quite a bit. I thought it was pretty weird and funny. The middle was just okay. I ended up giving that about two and a half stars. I also saw One Fine Morning um, on a screen. That's a French film starring Leah Sadu. Um, she plays a widow raising an eight-year-old whose father has dementia and is, getting, is about to be put into a home. She connects with a, an old friend who is married with family of his own, and they start a torrid affair. It's a very definitely a very French film. Um, it was okay. I gave it two and a half stars as well. Yeah, I did get a chance to. Uh, I didn't get a chance to watch that one. I had I got the uh, email asking to watch it, but I just I never I never got around to it. Never got an opportunity to. But um, uh, I have seen. I saw your place of mine a few weeks ago. Uh, enjoyed it quite a bit. It's 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 a fine rom com, right? You know what I mean? Like it it there. I, I said this to in a message earlier. Somebody said they didn't like it. I'm like, you can't go into watching your place or mine with the same brain that you're gonna watch an Oscar movie. You can't do it. For me, what a check the box was is you have two actors. Do they have decent chemistry? Sure, whatever. Um, was the story good? Yeah. You know, did I laugh? Yeah. Did I get a little emotional? Sure. You know what I mean? All those boxes checked. I enjoyed your place in mine. Um, at midnight, I enjoyed it for what it was. Leeds, Diego Bonita, uh, Monica Barbero, uh, both great in it. Um, really enjoyed their chemistry. Um, I love there's some quick witted funny lines about Marvel movies that I really enjoyed that I kind of died laughing because it's a movie within a movie and they're filming a superhero movie. So there's a nice little funny quip at uh, um, a very funny quip that, uh, hang on one second, sorry. There's a funny little quip about uh, Martin Scorsese not liking Marvel movies, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, it's only been what forever before somebody finally put that in an actual movie and made it funny, but, um, I enjoyed it. Um, Titanic re-release. I kind of wish that I was going to see it this weekend. I just literally don't have the time to. It's only available in 3d, which I don't love. 
Yeah, so here it's only available in 3D. I'm kind of excited to to see it again, you know. But yeah. I don't know about I don't James find someone who loves loves you the way James Cameron loves 3D. <laughs> Look, and like I said, if I had the opportunity to see it this weekend, I probably would. I just don't have time to see it. So I've got so much other things going on this weekend, obviously. And then, of course, it's the Super Bowl. So that said, that's crazy. Um, next week, we will probably be – I mean, we'll be here next week, obviously, talking um, the post-Super Bowl. Um, I've got a piece that I'm working on. I'm waiting for this Derek Carr thing to come to fruition. So if he goes to the Saints, I don't want my article to publish until – and I don't want to talk about it with Matthew Fox on the show until we figure out what's going on with this quarterback situation. But – I really, uh, I'm really looking to have fun with a quarterback musical chairs piece that I'm going to work on, and then discuss it on the show here with my friend Matthew Fox because I'm going to bring it from the perspective of musical chairs, and then also I'm going to bring it from the perspective of Matthew Fox seeing where the best landing spots are for the quarterbacks and their fantasy perspectives around them. So. Well, and I've been, I want to work on a uh, new coach roundup, but nobody wants to coach the Colts or the Cardinals. So it's been really. <laughs> I look forward really to hard. Jeff Saturday getting hired by default. So they did finally say he's not the front runner, but I don't know if they have a front runner. So Jim Mercer is just going to do it himself. Would honestly, would that surprise you? I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. Chris Ballard, come on down. You shop for the groceries, now cook the meal. Exactly. It's like you're the coach of this team now. Thank you and goodbye. But uh, that's it, folks. I um, I don't think I have anything else to add this week. Um, I look forward to enjoying the Super Bowl. Um, maybe next week we'll add to our. You know, we'll say. You know, we'll we'll rank our favorite. Uh, you know, Super Bowl halftime. Our not halftime. Super Bowl uh, commercials, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Movie trailers. That's what I was going for. But um, that being said, we appreciate you guys tuning in each and every week for our show. Um, we will be back next week. Obviously, it is the off season. Um, we are going to dive deep into free agency as it goes. Um, Fox is going to give you the perspective of fantasy values and stuff like that. Uh, next week, like I said, we'll have a little bit of fun with the quarterbacks. Um, but yeah, until next time, we'll talk to you guys next week. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.